We play brilliant against Rotherham and find a way to lose, and yet play dreadful away to Huddersfield and find a way to win. Football is such a strange game. It's the Uruguayan curl to one in. What is up guys, Matthew here and welcome back to another episode of Project Borough and today I'm talking about one of the worst and ugliest yet most satisfying away wins I think we've had this season because Borough went to the John Smith Stadium, almost forgot the name there, and we finished the year in style as we often do in fairness with a big fat W by the side of our name, beating Huddersfield 2-1 in one of the scruffiest 2-1 wins and maybe most undeserved 2-1 wins I think you'll ever see. And this is this is the, the championship. This is football for you. It is swings and roundabouts. You know, we batter Rotherham. They beat us off of one shot on target, which wasn't even a shot. And yet we played worse than Huddersfield. They'll feel incredibly aggrieved they didn't get something out of this game. And they deserved something out of this game. And yet we come away with three points. So you could argue that the world has aligned and evened things out. And Borough did get the three points we deserved a few nights ago. Just at a different ground, in a different game. When we perhaps didn't deserve them here. And maybe... It's got something to do with the fact that I wasn't there. Because, as you know, whenever I attend an away game in the league, Borough find a way of losing. And yet, I nearly, we nearly got tickets to this game. And um, we didn't end up going because of my work commitments. And Borough go and win. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the answer is pretty straightforward there. But anyway, into the game then. Yeah, this was a... Another really awkward away game for Borough. I mentioned this after the Rotherham game. This is a very similar sort of game. You know, a team who are battling down at the bottom of the league. Picked up some decent points at home this season. Have a good record against Borough, it has to be said as well. Um, It's another ground we've not had very good luck at in recent memory. So it had all the hallmarks of a potential banana skin. And it would have been a really... A really horrible feeling for Borough to get nothing from both Rotherham away and Huddersfield away. Because as I mentioned again in my last Project Borough, when we spoke about the Rotherham game, Borough's record against teams in the bottom six this season is dreadful. You know, we picked up two points against all of the bottom six combined this season. But this time, Borough got the job done in one way or another, and it was not pretty. The first half... I think had one of the the worst misses I think I've ever seen on a football pitch. It could be the worst miss I've ever seen in my life. I'm not over-exaggerating that because there wasn't much in this game in the first half. I think the one, the one word I would use is lacking in quality. I mean, it was a very, very poor first half of football by both sides. Borough edged the possession, but we were playing in slow motion. Almost, we were passing it round really slowly. No intensity, no speed, no impetus, no intent. You know, we'd have opportunities to maybe pull the trigger. We'd end up passing it around and round and passing it backwards. And it was a, 
It was a bad half of football from both sides. It really, really was. I mean, it was a, apparently a really wet and windy night, so conditions weren't great. But um, yeah, Borough were just... They had the ball, but they did absolutely nothing with it, essentially. But had one huge chance. And if you've not seen this, you are going to be in absolute disbelief. Isaiah Jones, well, I think it was Rogers who was played through initially by House, and I believe... And uh, or it may have been Silvera. Anyway, the touch was heavy from whoever it was initially, and Jones latches onto the ball. He gets there ahead of the goalkeeper. The ball bounces over the goalkeeper. All of the Huddersfield defenders, bar one, gives up because the ball is bouncing towards the Huddersfield net. Only Nakayama is remotely near Isaiah Jones. All he has to do, <laughs> and it's, I can laugh about it now. Thankfully, I can laugh about it now. I wasn't laughing when it happened, believe me. All he has to do is get something behind the ball. Whether it's your shin, your foot, your knee, your calf, your flipping crotch. It doesn't matter as long as it's not your arms or your hands. He gets anything behind that just to give it a nudge. It's over the line and it's 1-0. And he manages, from what must have been three or four yards out, with the goal gaping in front of him, he misses the ball entirely, loses his balance, and Nakayama clears it from about a yard off the line. And I I, I cannot fathom or wrap my head around how Isaiah Jones has not just gotten something behind that, but doesn't matter what, you know, you don't have to be clever and flick it or hit it with your foot or whatever. Just get anything behind that and Nakayama ain't getting it. And, I mean, it's gone viral. I mean, it's it's got to be one of the biggest misses in recent memory. I can't think of too many that are that are worse, if I'm brutally honest. But, yeah, you, you're seeing that and you're thinking, it's one of them nights. It really is one of them nights. Luckily for Borough, Huddersfield missed a big sitter of their own, albeit it was a lot tougher. At the other end, I think it was Josh Karoma who was played through, and from certain camera angles, Glover, I mean, I've got nothing but praise for Glover, and he made a brilliant save later on in the game, but here, oh my word, his positioning was all wrong. He pretty much gave Karoma half the goal away, Matt. He didn't shoot first time. He tried to take it round him, but his first touch was a little bit heavy and he had to try and wrap his foot round it with his, his left foot. Now, I don't know if he's left-footed or right-footed. All he has to do is wrap his foot round it, keep the ball down, on target, it's a goal. Thankfully for us and luckily for Borough, he gets too much on it, gets under it ever so slightly and he, having an open goal, also is unable to convert and he hits the crossbar. So both sides have had Glorious opportunities, and it's safe to say it really did epitomise the level of quality in that first half. It was really, really bad, and both sides went in nil-nil. And I was honestly looking at it thinking, this this could be one of the most drab nil-nils ever seen. It did pick up in the second half. However, I wouldn't say it picked up that much in Borough's favour. I think Huddersfield arguably, in fact not even arguably, Huddersfield edged the second half. The thing that got Borough in front was a slight lapse in concentration from the Huddersfield Town back line because Borough had barely 
I mean, they had a little bit of pressure, but not much. It was sort of a hopeful ball in behind, I think it's safe to say, by Morgan Rogers, which bounced its way through. The Huddersfield defence seemed to just fall asleep. I don't know if they thought the keeper was going to come for it, if, if Coburn was offside. I don't know, but at this point, Coburn, who come on very early, by the way, um, I'll talk about him and uh, the very interesting early substitution by Carrick, a little bit later, but uh, Corburn come on a lot earlier than most Carrick subs, and this is why you put a forward on the pitch. This is why we have been crying out and been desperate for a forward up front in recent weeks. You know, you put one up front, he gets played through, he makes the run that I think a lot of Borough's other players who've been playing up front, like Silvera, for example, wouldn't have made, and he flicks it over the goalkeeper to give Borough a 1 0 lead that, quite frankly, come from absolutely nowhere. I don't know if it was against the run of play as such, because I wouldn't say either side had the run of play, but Borough just found a goal from nowhere and edged themselves in front. But it only lasted for six minutes because Huddersfield then had a fantastic spell from the hour mark pretty much all the way through. A good 10-15 minute spell where they were absolutely on top. And in that 10-15 minute spell, it resulted in their equaliser. A corner come in from, I think it was the right-hand side. The ball bounced around, I believe. It come out to Helik, who um, yeah, struck it first time. And it was a wonderful finish into the far right corner. For a central defender, he put it away very, very well. And Huddersfield levelled. And Borough's lead lasted all but six minutes. And you know what? I... C- I couldn't complain at that point. You know, I think it, it, it looked like a level game. Huddersfield got themselves level and they very much were on top in this period because they were just coming at Borough wave after wave. Borough looked so leggy, so lethargic. We looked tired. We looked really, really tired at this point and I thought Huddersfield Town second was coming. Um, and there was a couple of half chances in there for them but one really big chance I don't recall who it was. It might have been Karoma again with the shot, but it was a tremendous save by Tom Glover. I don't know if it was in the highlights, but I've found a gif of it that I'll show you guys on screen. But it was a crucial, crucial save by Glover at a really important time because I think, if I'm right, if that goes in, it's 2-1 to Huddersfield. And it's a different game at that point, but it's a fantastic save from him. Um, I don't know if that was the save that led up to the Huddersfield goal or if it was after they equalised. I can't recall, but... Yeah, a brilliant save, nevertheless, from Glover. And Huddersfield continued to have a really, really good spell. Borough lost control of the game completely up until the sort of final 15 minutes. And I think that was the spell where Huddersfield had the edge and they didn't take advantage of it. And then the game sort of swung slightly back in Borough's favour once again. And the winning goal came through quite crazy circumstances. The most Borough of circumstances, I think it's safe to say. Morgan Rogers wins us a penalty inside the box. He was tripped, and I think it might have been Helik who tripped him. Um, I think I can't quite recall, but yeah, it was a, a penalty. It was a penalty, I think, nowadays. That is given as a penalty. I think Rogers did leave his legs in there a little bit, but there was definitely contact. Referee blows up, and Johnny Housen steps up. And it wasn't the worst penalty in the world, but it was a fantastic save by Chapman in goal, diving to his left, putting his right arm in the air, flicking it round the post. It was a wonderful, wonderful save. And you're thinking, yeah, this game's finishing one each. That's it. Done. 
And then literally a minute later, out of the blue, Borough from the resulting corner, played in from the right. It's flicked back by Matt Clark and Johnny Howson, who just missed the penalty, makes an instant amends by sort of slicing it. He flipped it. He didn't quite catch it right. He sort of sliced the ball into the ground and it bounces up over the defence and it goes in off the crossbar. And the celebrations afterwards were absolutely tremendous, by the way. Howson, who had obviously gotten it off of all of the Huddersfield fans after missing the penalty, runs down the touchline, giving it the big ears, and uh, then he runs towards the Borough coaching staff. And the embrace by all of the team and the coaching staff and Carrick and everyone was was brilliant. And I think I think that showed how much this meant to the team. And uh, it was a fantastic moment. And Borough held on. And... Um, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, it's it's a result you'll take every day of the week. I think for me, given the injuries, and I said this about West Brom, I mentioned the context of the victory, uh, being at home to a team as good as West Brom, who've just beaten Leeds tonight, by the way. The sort of same feeling applies here, just for different reasons. You know, again, not great, not, not a good performance at all. We played better against Rotherham and lost. But, you know, in such a congested spell, with such a depleted squad, going away from home against two very awkward opponents, arguably we should have hammered one and we've got away with beating the other. You take it every single day of the week. And again, it just keeps Borough on the brink of that playoff mix, just hanging on in there at the moment. And I think, again, given the lack of depth and quality that we have in the squad and the injuries at the moment, I think just hanging on in there is more than good enough for me at the moment until we get players back and hopefully make some signings in January. So, yeah, it's an ugly win. I think Isaiah Jones will undoubtedly be the most relieved man on side after that because if we'd have failed to win, that missed chance will be remembered forever. But thankfully, his teammates bailed him out. So, Borough team looked like this. There was another few changes. Rav Vandenberg was back in. Tonight for Matt Clark after his brief injury that had him out against the Rotherham uh, against Rotherham. Crooks was also out of the squad. He's picked up an injury from somewhere. Don't know what that is, but that um, that meant that we had the same front four essentially who started the game against Rotherham, but Crooks was not in the squad. Everything else was pretty much as is. And um, there were still some very solid performances in there, but a couple that I think have made me think that maybe it's time these guys are, you know, due some time out of the team. So Glover in goal, I think, yeah, made a slight error and was lucky to get away with the chance that Karoma missed, but made a fantastic save later on in the game, which was far more impressive and kept Borough level and in the game. So. Yeah, for me, he deserves immense credit for that. And I think Sonny Dieng will now go away with AFCON, uh, with Senegal for AFCON. So Glover's going to be our number one from here on in. And I think he's in good enough form. So I was happy with him again tonight. The back four, I think, were all right. Dealt relatively well with the Huddersfield threat. I think that just due to the number of crosses and set pieces, Huddersfield chucked in the box. A bit like the Rotherham game. I think the defence... You know, dealt with it quite well. Um, Banker wasn't as effective here. Got booked for diving, which you don't like to see. But overall, I think the back four was solid enough. And didn't make any glaring errors. The midfield was pretty good again. I'd say probably the best part of, of our team. I think they were a little bit off it in terms of the intensity and, and how quickly they played the ball around and, and lost control of the midfield at times. But Housen did well to make amends for his penalty miss. I think Barlasser again 
one of the better players on the pitch in terms of trying to keep Buratik and trying to you know, keep us in possession and creating and trying to make something happen. But yeah, the overall intensity of the over of the whole team was was off tonight. So yeah, the midfield was a part of that too. Uh, up front, the front four, a bit like Rotherham, didn't click for me. I think there was a few decent moments in there. I think Isaiah Jones had another pretty shocking game. If I'm honest, should have scored one of the misses of the millennia, and again just. <sighs> Yeah, just had a poor game. You know, was poor in possession. He was actually a lot better defensively in the second half, I would say. Made some really crucial tackles and interceptions. And he's proving to be a better player defensively than offensively at the moment, for whatever reason. Um, But yeah, I don't know if it's down to the fact that these boys have played a lot of games in a short space of time and they're just a little fatigued. I think that could be uh, a reason. But um, yeah, they're not as effective as they have been. I think Rodgers was in and out. You know, he had some good moments. Greenwood was was pretty poor in this game. Another 90 minutes which passed him by completely where he didn't really do anything. You know, at least in the Rotherham game, he had a few glaring opportunities which he should have scored. The game completely bypassed him here and I don't even remember seeing him in the game, if I'm honest. And Same with Silvera. I think the experiment of him being up front isn't working out. I think just by having Corburn up top, second half made a difference. And um, yeah, the sooner we get some fully fit strikers in the team and hopefully some new strikers in January, the better because the front four just didn't click. You know, they're not our natural front four. You know, you you probably have Crooks at 10, Laugh or Corburn up front, McGree on the left and Force on the right. So yeah, it's it's our second string front four, you could say. Off the bench, Corburn come on, did well, got a goal. Obviously had to come on very early for Dykesdale, who I think went off potentially injured. So there's another one to add to the list of injuries. But Corburn come on very early second half, got a goal, finished well, um, and ultimately got Borough ahead in a very tight game. Clark come on and did really, really well. Um, he got the assist, technically, for Housen's goal. It was a very good header back into the centre of the box. McGree come on, as did Lucas Engel. It is the last time we'll see Riley McGree now as he's heading off to the Asian Cup along with Silvera on the 1st of January. So we will miss McGree, and I hope Australia are happy that we've basically just got him back fit so we can hand him over to them for a month. So, yeah, hope you're happy about that, you socceroos. As for the momentum, as you can see, there wasn't really much between the two sides. I think Borough had a little bit more first half, but it was only possession. You know, it was all possession. It wasn't any real penetration or, or any any dangerous pressure of any note. The best sort of do- most dominant spell of the match was definitely for Huddersfield second half when they got their equaliser. They just couldn't make it count to get themselves a winner. As for the stats, Borough Ed's possession as you'd expect. In the end had some good XG. I mean in the first half it wasn't looking good. We'd only had two shots on target until pretty late on. Um, so the XG shot up in the end. A lot of that will have been from Isaiah Jones's mismind. But his field were quite creative themselves. You know, they had more shots than than we did, equally as many shots on target. So they'll be disappointed with that. But we had more big chances than they did. More passes as you'd expect. And I mean if we look through some of the the goals here, let's see if we can jump back to is the Isaiah Jones miss going to be on there? Oh my word. 0.42 XG. That's that's actually not as much as I thought, if I'm honest. I thought that would have been like 0.99 XG, if I'm honest. Let's see if we can find. So Corburn's was 0.08, surprisingly. Helix was 0.05, so two unlikely finishes there. 
and I'm guessing Housens was probably even less at 0.03. So, yeah, a lot of big chances missed for both sides. As for the table then, uh, as I say, it keeps Borough in touch with the the pack, essentially. We are now in ninth. A lot of teams around us dropped points. Watford drew, Preston lost, Coventry drew, Norwich lost, Cardiff lost, Blackburn lost. So it's, it's a good night for Borough uh, results-wise elsewhere. Puts us up to ninth. Still three points off the playoffs with Hull in sixth. And it is starting to very much look like when I thought fifth and sixth might be up for grabs, it might only be sixth because West Brom are suddenly on the back of Leeds from nowhere and Southampton have just disappeared and look like they're going to catch Ipswich. So, yeah, absolutely crazy what's happening above us, but we just need to keep in touch with the top six. And, and you know what, if we'd have beat Rotherham, which we should have done, we'd have been level on Hull uh, with Hull on goal difference. So that's how close Borough are to the playoffs. And it just, again, I keep reminding myself, we just need them better players back. We just need the injuries to subside and have a good January. And I honestly believe this team will just go up a gear and get into the top six. I don't see any reason as to why not. Looking ahead though, this will be tricky because at the weekend we've got, not quite the weekend, it's technically Monday isn't it? As we all know, the days are just all over the place at this time of year. But on New Year's Day, Borough play Coventry at home in a repeat of the playoff semi-final. Our recent record against Coventry is awful, as I'm sure a lot of you guys will know that I've documented on the channel. Um, we don't get anything against Coventry. We don't even score against Coventry. So my expectations are as low as can be in regards to this one. They look like they've got a clean bill of injuries, whereas we've got a full squad worth of injuries. And Coventry are in good form. You know, they were beating Swansea tonight. Up until stoppage time, they beat Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday with clean sheets in both. Have been unbeaten pretty much since the start of November, barring a defeat to Ipswich. So, yeah, Coventry finally clicking and are in good form. And it will probably take a West Brom or Leicester level of performance for Borough to beat Coventry. I mean, if we can, great. But, um, yeah, it will be a huge task for Borough and we'll have to play a hell of a lot better to beat Coventry than what we have done tonight against Huddersfield. But that is it, guys, for this episode of Project Borough. If you've enjoyed it, as always, do it the like button on YouTube and subscribe to the channel for much more. Leave me a comment below with your thoughts, whether you're a Borough fan, Huddersfield fan or otherwise. And if you are listening to this on your chosen podcast provider, as always, please give me a like, a rating and a follow over on that i have got some content coming up i have got a another borough video coming up in the next day or two where i discuss where we need to improve in terms of signings for the january window so do keep your eyes out for that but until next time guys thank you for watching do take care and i'll see you all well after new year's day for hopefully a positive result at home to coventry see you then